Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. No, I'm not late. Yes, I mean, technically I'm two minutes and 20 seconds late, but I'm never late. Tony, was I here? Joe, was I here? Gee, was I here? We had a little technical thing. It was a minor thing, but we want to make sure everything went off right. So no, I'm never late. We had a motto in the Secret Service, a credo we live by. If you're 10 minutes early, you're 20 minutes late. Got to get there early. You don't mess around. Hey, listen, what did we tell you? You never wasted your time here. What did we tell you about Texas? Nobody was covering the story. We were. We said there's kind of going to be a problem. It's kind of seeming like the first steps to a cold civil war here. There's only two scenarios Biden has. When to get to that, I got an update on the bomber story. The story gets even freaking weirder. No way. Yes way. Big show. Hey, for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. When I say only, trust me, the only one. Patriot Mobile has been an amazing supporter of the show. They love you guys. You love them. Get on over to Patriot Mobile. Get away from Big Mobile. They offer dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you supporting a company believes in free speech, religious freedom, the Second Amendment, our military veterans and first responder heroes. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team. We love them because they make switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bongino or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Bongino. Join me and make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash Bongino. Patriotmobile.com slash Bongino. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Do it today. All right, Joseph, let's go. Yes, it is showtime, Dan. And let's be civil about it. What did we tell you? What did we tell you about the Texas thing? Bunch of people just ignored the story. You've got the governor of Texas, Texas Department of Public Safety, and the Texas National Guard saying, we've got this. This is our part of the border, and it's not yours. You got the federal government under Chex Mix oatmeal brains, loser in the White House, spaghetti brains. You got this clown in the White House going, no, no, that's my border. We got a problem. So now the Texas governor, who I absolutely support, the absolutely support this guy. I don't know what that was, but absolutely support him, the lieutenant governor and attorney general Paxson. Absolutely. That's a period. With an absolute stopperoo. He said, We're not leaving. He went Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street. You ever see the scene? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving, Tony. You see it? You know what I'm saying, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. They're not leaving. So what do you do? Immovable object, unstoppable force. Because karate man, what do you do? What do you do? Both karate men? What do you what do? You do? <laughs> I'm going to get to this story in detail later. Don't sweat it because I got an update on the bomber case getting even freaky deakier because that's the other big scandal going on. But the Texas story is the most important story in America right now because it's the beginning of the Cold Civil War I've told you about. There's only two scenarios going forward. If anyone else has a third, chatsters, chatsters, chime in. Show just started. We got 42K. Tell me your thoughts. We already filled a baseball stadium. Scenario number one. Joe Biden, who is crazy. Dude's got oatmeal for brains. He decides he's going to federalize the National Guard. 
He's going to send in the FBI to start arresting DPS and officials in the state of Texas. And right before an election in November, and it's almost February, in January, but we're at the end of January, it's almost February. So right before an election, Joe Biden is going to go in front of a national audience and do what, Joseph? Anybody thought this through? Anyone have some input on this, how this is going to look? So Joe Biden's going to explain to the American people how the governor of Texas put up a barrier to stop illegals from breaking our laws and invading our country. And Joe Biden federalized his National Guard and sent in his federal shock troops to arrest people in the state of Texas to allow illegals to come in. How do you think that one's going to play in an election year? Come on, Dan, you're full of shit. I, I know he thinks that. I do. Joe has way too much fun with the AI. Joe has good though. <laughs> he's saying, but I'm not. Joe, am I full of shit? Is, is, no, he's got an election coming None up. I know Biden thinks so, but he thinks I'm full of shit. He's got an election coming up. What the hell is Joe Biden going to do? You're going to tell your Border Patrol and FBI to start arresting people? You really want... Folks, what are campaigns? This is for serious P1s in the chat. If you're not a serious P1, you may not know the answer. Campaigns are two things. What are they? Do you know? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Campaigns are two things and two things only. They are sound bites and they are snapshots. No, Dan, they're white papers. No, they're not. That's why Donald Trump won in 2016, and I believe he won in 2020 as well. Why? Because Donald Trump has mastered the soundbite. He's mastered the soundbite, and he understood the snapshot. Donald Trump right now needs to go down to the border, right now. Everyone in chat, if you agree, put a Y. Y in the chat. Light that thing up. Donald Trump needs to go down to the border. Today or tomorrow. Don't worry about Nevada and South Carolina right now. They're watching too, I promise. The citizens are very smart. Get to the border right now. Right now. Master the soundbite and the snapshot. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to go, go down there and get with Abbott right now. And matter of fact, matter of fact, my advice, take every single governor supporting Abbott with you. Everyone, including DeSantis. It's a great Including idea. Kemp. These are, not, uh, these are not friends of Trump, at least right now. He endorsed them. We get the whole thing, but they were running against each other. I'm not, I love these two guys. I love them all, whatever. Who cares? I'm not into that. I don't love politicians at all, actually. I actually hate everyone. I just use them as tools. Get down to the border with everyone and sign a solidarity. Right now, get the soundbite, get the snapshot. Put all the bullshit aside. I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy. We don't give a fuck. Get down to the border with everyone. Everyone, link arms. Everyone. I don't like Brian Kemp. I don't care. Get your ass down to the border with Trump right now. I don't like this guy. Don't give a shit. Down to the border right now. We got to save the country. I don't care who you don't like. I, I'm not, I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm not interested. I don't like anyone. I hate them all. I was kidding before. I don't love, I hate everyone. No, I do. I hate everyone. That's why I'm public enemy number one. I love you. I just hate politicians. I can't stand them. Down to the border. Get your ass to the border. Shut the fuck up. Get your ass to the border. Everyone go to the border. Shut up. Right now. Scenario number one. Federalize everything, send the FBI in, start arresting someone so you can cut brow bar and let illegals in. That's a great image. That is perfect before election day. Go ahead and do that, Joe Biden. Is it going to happen? Joe Biden's crazy enough. It might. Scenario number two. I wrote this book a long time ago. It's sitting back there. Again, I'm not trying to sell you a book. I really don't give a shit. It's in the library. Don't care. It's called The Fight. There's a chapter in that book about the pending Cold Civil War. I wrote the book 10 years ago. When I met, right when I met Joe, when I lived in Maryland, 
time I wrote this book. Okay. Yeah. It was my, candidly, it was my least selling book. We made some like fringe New York Times list or something. It's also one of my favorite books. It's called The Fight. I love this book. Why? Because folks, I saw this coming years ago. The reason I am so keen on what's happening in Texas right now is as a police officer, I dealt with federal agents. And as a federal agent, I dealt with police officers. And I've been in scenarios many times where there's a bashing of heads, not like there are going on now in Texas. But when you say to some police officer in a motorcade, we got to shut that street down. He says, we're not doing it. You're going to clog up traffic. What are you going to do? Arrest them? The answer is you back down. You have to back down. What the hell are you going to do? Start a shooting war in the middle of the freaking street? Scenario number two is that Joe Biden folds like a cheap suit here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's his only real option. The problem the Democrats are freaking out about is Joe Biden, when he folds, if he does, because he's crazy enough to send in the FBI and, and absolutely blow up his entire campaign. Man, did we blow the chat up or something? Holy Moses. This, <laughs> you guys are awesome. Man, I love you guys. There's nothing I like more than this show being so powerful. We can do stuff like that. You don't have, he has no choice. If he folds like a cheap suit, I think in the book, The Fight that I, I, I wrote that time, I even used the term, ladies and gentlemen, I got news for you. Outside of our military, the federal government's a paper tiger. It is. I'm not telling you they can't arrest you, send the IRS, put you in jail, and investigate you. They can. I'm just telling you, if the federal government, listen to me clearly, not talking about our military, put that aside. There's posse comitatus and other stuff. Our federal government domestically, if they decided to, if they decided to start this fight, there are far more resources locally, for legally, uh, uh, procedurally, for locals to fight back against the government than the government has back. It's a paper tiger. That's why they're afraid right now. That's why I told you this was going to be a BFD, a big freaking deal. All right, I, I spent a little, but this, this is important. I'm going to get to more of it later, I promise. I, it wasn't actually how I want to start the show today, but it's the most important story in America. And the bomber story gets freaking weirder. How could the story get weirder? We've reached peak weird. No, we haven't. Folks, they wanted to make sure with this January 6th bomber case, the bomb that almost took out Kamala Harris and the DNC. Oh, I didn't hear about it. Well, you must not be listening to my show because I talked about it for the last three days. You didn't know that happened? January 6th, they found a bomb outside of the DNC when Kamala Harris wasn't, wasn't at the Capitol for her certification. She was at the DNC. No. They want to make sure, folks, this was a whole, the whole plot of the day is, as Guy calls it, Plan B. Kamala Harris shows up at the DNC that day. I guarantee you they had a Plan B. The Plan B was, let's put a bomb out there, make it look like Kamala Harris was trying to be assassinated. That way we shut down the certification process and the questioning of the mail-in ballots. Now, I had Julie Kelly on yesterday, an amazing reporter on my show, and she brought up something I had totally forgotten about. Folks, there's a pretty easy way to clear a lot of this up on January 6th about what happened with the bomb and Kamala Harris being inside the DNC. Was it a legitimate assassination plot? Well, that day there were a lot of Secret Service communications. They were protecting Kamala Harris via text and via email. The strangest thing happened. National Archives asked the Secret Service to probe deleted texts sent around January 6th. Read this. The Secret Service. You like that? The point? You know, you get you you're leaving a point? Like he's got this new monitor system up. I point. <laughs> Stuff magically appears. 
The Secret Service has come under heavy scrutiny following the revelation last week that text messages sent around the time of the Capitol attack may have been erased. Oh, really? In response, the House Committee investigating January 6th issued a subpoena for the messages and other related records. Ladies and gentlemen, I got me a theory. I got me a theory. We got another screenshot from this piece. Stand by. Stand aging. There was a lot of speculation about the deletion of these Secret Service texts on January 6th, that they were trying to hide some traffic about the evacuation of Mike Pence from the Capitol. I'm going to throw something out there for you. I don't buy it. I don't think that's why those texts were deleted at all. Secret Service, and I'll give you their side. They're saying there was nothing nefarious. I'll give you their version of events in a second. I'm sorry, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe they were involved in the planting of this explosive at all. I'd be ridiculous. I don't, because I know the people who are in charge. There's no way, no way they would have acquiesced to that. None. There's just no way. However, I believe they went, must have been read in early on that this was a hoax bomb and part of something they should ignore for now. You get what I'm saying? Folks, is this making sense? Key, I know you, you're not a big fan of me. Is this making sense? The Secret Service at some point must have been told, hey, this is above your pay grade. Stop, don't make a scene out of this and make this go away. I've got a theory that the reason those January 6th Secret Service texts are gone has nothing to do with Mike Pence and his evacuation from the Capitol. Why? If they thought Mike Pence's life was in danger and they evacuated him, what the hell would you have to hide the traffic for? I think it's to hide the Kamala Harris assassination attempt at the DNC and the fact that someone told him to stand down. I know I'm right. Joe. Folks, get the flags up. Joe, flag at 11.16 a.m. in the morning. What's the date? That's the flag. Get get the flags out. Get them up. Get them up. You watch. They were not, those texts did not disappear because they had anything to do with Pence being evacuated from from the Capitol. Look at you guys. Watch. Someone told them to stand down. There is zero doubt in my mind. And the people involved that day on that protection detail should be interviewed. Here's where the story gets even crazier, folks, about the assassination bomb plot. They note in this article here that the potential loss of the Secret Service records came to light when the IG office of the, of the Homeland Security, uh, Security Office told lawmakers that Secret Service messages between January 5th and January 6th were erased as part of a device replacement program? What? What? So, uh, (laughs) so, um, Tony, you're new here, right? But, you know, you've been here long enough. You gotta get Tony, what would you, if I said to you, I'm going with Tony because he's the newest one here, but, not a dumb guy. Just to share, like, you don't even need a guy who, who's been, like, here for, like, 20 years to figure this out. Let me ask you a question, Tony. Your honest answer. What do you think the biggest night of our year is going to be this year? You say election night, probably, right? We're a politics show. Like, if it was the World Series and we were a baseball show, like, Game 7 would be it, correct? So that's our Game 7, right? Tony says yes, folks. What if I told you, hey, Tony, um, I need your advice. I think we're going to do a device replacement program uh, on election night. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to change out all the servers in the place. Well, how would you feel about that? Just throwing that out there. Worst decision ever. Worst thing decision ever. Joe, would you agree? 
Not a good oh, idea. Uh, worst decision ever. Gee, yeah. you've been Great here answer. doing the video. How, how would you feel about that? Gee. Oh, Gee, of course, in his rather uh, milk toast way, he's like, uh, it's not optimal, Dan. I would like to be playing flesh and blood, not freaking out over the freaking uh, new servers you put in or whatever. He, Gee don't even like it when I replace shit on a slow news day. <laughs> Who the fuck replaces the devices on with, the, with January 5th to January 6th? Folks, I'm not buying this shit, and I'm sorry. There is some shit going on with the U.S. government. They are hiding the biggest freaking scam we have ever seen. Here's what I'm convinced happened, because everybody's lying to you. This was a plot and a plan B if the insurrection didn't work out. They didn't need the plot. They tried to make it go away. The bomb got discovered. The Secret Service got notified. They had no idea what this thing was. And someone told them to make this shit go away. And all the messages that day mysteriously went away. Oh, a device replacement on January 6th. I want you to watch it. Well, you know, let me take a quick break. When I come back, I want you to watch this video after this. This is just glorious. Producer Jim found this yesterday. It's been out there for a while, but good job. This is Congressman Tom Massey, who, hat tip to him, has been all over, all over this case, asking the FBI director, hey, man, have you ever interviewed the guy who found the bomb? I want you to see how evasive our horrendous FBI director is. And you tell me if you think this thing's on the up and up. I think it's bullshit. And I think we're sitting on the two biggest stories right now in decades, a cold civil war and a massive plot by someone associated with people in the Democrat Party to frame MAGA supporters on January 6th to stop you from looking in to this mail-in voting thing. I know, I know I'll be proven right. As you can tell, I may have had a few cups of blackout coffee today. It's time for you to be awake, not woke. I wore this shirt yesterday. Start your day with a hot America first cup of blackout coffee. I love my blackout coffee. They're an active supporter of hardworking Americans. Listen. They love the country, and that's awesome. We love that because I like to support America First uh, companies. But they love making amazing coffee, too. They use premium-grade coffee beans. They're absolutely terrific. They are the most non-woke corporation I've ever seen. I'm personally proud to recommend it. I have about four or five cups a day. I have one at 1 o'clock on my radio show. Skip the long lines at the store. Order online. The folks at Blackout Coffee ship within 48 hours of roasting. It's absolutely incredible. Do me a favor. Go today to blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. See what I'm talking about. Just test it out. They're the real deal. Quit drinking that ugly brown water coffee. Tastes like crap. You want a bowl but never bitter taste. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Make the switch to Blackout Coffee. I promise you will thank me about this great coffee. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. All right, back to the show. Now, they know who discovered the bomb. I showed you yesterday, they had a PTZ, a pan tilt zoom camera operated by a person who must have seen the bomb being placed there. They, we have never seen the video of the bomb being dropped, which says to me, it wasn't dropped. Somebody discovered it on purpose to show the Secret Service. They, not knowing probably that they, they wouldn't need it because of the insurrection at the Capitol. The guy who found the bomb is the infamous black uh, you know, hoodie guy with the backpack. Stephen Baker's reported his capital, a capital police plainclothes officer. We'll see. Why is this guy 
If he's been interviewed, why have we not heard from him again? I want this story. Listen to Christopher Ray, how shady he is when asked about how the bomb was discovered. Listen to this. Can you tell us how the second pipe bomb was found at the DNC? Again, I'm not going to get into that here. 900 days ago is when this happened. And you said you had total confidence we'd apprehend the subject. We've found video that looks like somebody, a passerby, miraculously found this pipe bomb at the DNC and then notified the police. Miraculously, I say, because it was specifically the same, the precise time to cause the maximum distraction from the events going on at the Capitol. Can you show this video that we have, please? I'd like to know if the director has seen this. This is somebody with a, with a mask on, wearing a hat. They're walking in front of the DNC, which is out of the view on the right-hand side. You'll see him come into view. He goes to one police car. He goes to another police car. He's holding a backpack. He's got a mask on. He's talking to the police. And within a minute, they start scrambling. You'll see the camera turn to the pipe bomb, the location of the pipe bomb. By the way, that's, a, I believe, the Metro police are now getting out of their car. And that's... Uh, Vice President-elect's detail in the black SUV, I believe, parked about 30 feet from the pipe bomb, eating lunch. Okay, now we go over to the location of the pipe bomb. The cameras are scrambling. It, it appears to me that that's not a coincidence, that the person with the backpack who walked by that bench and then went up to the police uh, and the detail didn't... It, didn't do that accidentally. They had a purpose in mind and that what transpired after that was the result of information that person gave to them. If that person found the pipe bomb, would they be a suspect? Well, again, I don't want to speculate about specific individuals. I will tell you that we have done thousands of interviews, uh, reviewed something like 40,000 video files, of which this is uh, one, uh, says 500-something tips have you interviewed you, that the person? Devices, we, we have conducted all logical investigative steps and interviewed all logical individuals at this then point. Then it's 900 days. You need to tell us what you found because we're finding stuff you haven't released into the public. Notice how he doesn't answer the question. The shady FBI director. Notice how he doesn't answer the question. We've interviewed all logical individuals. Is that, is that well, the follow-up, I, I get they're on the spot. I'm not, your guy did a great job. The next question should have been, well, would it be logical to interview him, right? Notice how Ray always answers like a lawyer, and he always hides behind the ongoing investigation thing, which is a total canard. There is no constitutional prohibition. The FBI is not even mentioned in the Constitution. To a subordinate entity within the government, the FBI, not answering to a constitutional enterprise like the United States Congress. Christopher Ray acts like he's in charge. Folks, they are hiding the biggest story. I'm going to throw something out. I am volunteering at some point. I don't know how. I will be the Secret Service Director if President Trump wins. I would never, at some point, I would do that just to clear this up. Because we got to, you can't have a functioning Secret Service or FBI if they're sitting on maybe one of the biggest scandals of our time and no one's being honest. I'll volunteer. I'll throw my, I never thought I'd say that. At some point, I'll throw my name in the ring. There you go. I'm not sure how I'd have to work that out and everything. I, I will do just because we got to get to the bottom of this. Just acting for a little bit, just to get to the bottom of this. Because this, there's something not right here, folks. They know something's up. Now, what are they hiding? It's becoming more clear every single day what they're hiding. 
America First Legal. I told you yesterday I get to this and Gee tells me if I don't get to the Gary Lake story. I promise I will. There's a lot to get. I want to let that thing flesh out a little bit. Now it's become a little more clear. But America First Legal, what were they hiding? Litigation bombshell. They sued CISA, America First Legal. The Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, which is the censorship arm of the DHS. The America First lawsuit unearthed new documents showing the deep state knew the risks of mass mail-in voting in 2020, but get a load of this shit. Censored these criticisms as disinformation. Folks, is this becoming clear now? The bomb plot appears to have been a way, a backup plan to stop the certification process from proceeding forward if it was going to turn into a let's see what's under the kimono with regards to mail-in balloting. You get it? They were trying to stop you from having this aired publicly in the Congress and they needed a reason to develop sympathy. So they were like, well, let's invent an assassination plot against Kamala Harris. And then they found out they didn't need it because they had the insurrection. Here's what America First Legal found. They're at America First Legal on uh, Twitter and they're on True Social too. They found the evidence is that CISA knew that in-person voting did not increase the spread of COVID. Did not? No, did not. CISA's a government entity, folks. CISA knew mail-in voting was less secure. CISA nevertheless supported policy changes to encourage unprecedented widespread mail-in voting? CISA formed the Election Integrity Project to censor narratives related to mail-in voting. CISA broadly monitored social media to detect unapproved narratives relating to mail-in voting and to confirm the platforms were adequately censoring them. To any liberal dipshit out there right now in the media going, oh my gosh, Dad, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. A bomb plot, a fake bomb plot to develop sympathies and to scare people from looking into the mail-in voting? They would never do that. You're telling me the same government that spied on President Trump, impeached him on a fake narrative, and the same government who on the inside knew COVID had nothing to do with the election, you could have voted safely in person, pushed mass mail-in balloting, then knew there would be fraud, and then after they acknowledged it would be fraud, censored people telling the truth that there would be fraud. You're telling me they're incapable of this? You smell fish? Uh, yeah. The rotting kind. You know, sometimes yeah. when I eat salmon, I throw the skin out. Sometimes I eat the skin. I don't care. Omega-3s. Yeah. Don't bother me. Sometimes I throw it out. Sometimes I throw it out on a Friday. I come back on a Sunday because I forgot. Not good. Man. Not good. I have to throw like coffee grounds. So when I throw it outside, the cats don't flood my garbage can. Ladies and gentlemen, I showed you this yesterday. There's no need to beat this dead horse again today. But it's not dead. That's the problem. It's still alive. New York Times, 2012. Error and fraud at issue is absentee voting rises. The New York Times knew 10 years ago. They knew eight years before the 2020 election that votes cast by mail are less likely to be counted, more likely to be compromised, and more likely to be contested than those cast in a voting booth. Statistics show. Who said that? Donald Trump? No. Adam Liptak at the New York Times eight years before the 2020 election. CISA knew, the Democrats knew, the media knew, and the New York Times knew that there would be massive fraud in a mail-in election. And you know what? They did it anyway. 
And this bomb plot was an effort to stop you from ever looking into this stuff. Folks, this is ugly stuff here. And then they censored you. This is their fear here. This is why they can't stay. This is why Elon right now, I have public enemy number one on Twitter, but Elon's public enemy number one. He is. Elon's public enemy number one because Twitter is now, you know, working out some kinks, but Twitter has become a place the left can't control. This is why they're freaking out over this guy. They have never conducted an election in the last eight years where they haven't exercised absolute control over social media. That's why they're freaking out over Elon. They could, they're not going to be able to censor mail-in balloting fraud claims anymore. They're not going to be able to censor New York Times articles anymore. I'll show you how they, they even acknowledge it. Even the Wall Street Journal editor, who's like, listen, man, we're losing control of the media. We used to say what's true. She didn't say that. No, she did. I'll show you what I mean coming up. Let me take a quick break. So last break, and we'll get, we're going to finish that. I will get, if I don't get to this Carrie Lake thing, jump in the middle of the show and like do like a macho man off the top ropes or something like that. Hey, a great day begins with a great night's sleep. You're missing out if you're not sleeping on a Helix mattress. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses for big, tall, short, wide, even special ones for kids. To find the perfect fit, Helix provides a 100-night in-home sleep trial. It's pretty good. No matter your sleeping position, Helix the answer. Memory foam, hybrid, all the more responsive to the individual with enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating. Hey, listen, I sleep on a Helix. I love it. I get the Midnight Lux. Best mattress I've ever slept on. The setup, super easy. Don't just take my word for it. GQ and Wired Magazine have named Helix their number one mattress. Do me a favor. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz. It's H-E-L-I-X. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. Find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. As a bonus, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for my listeners. Come on, that's a great deal. They've been a great sponsor of the show. Take care of me. Go to HelixSleep.com slash Dan and use code HelixPartner20. It's our best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Great sponsor, good product. Check it out. Hey, this is my new go-to, by the way. We got a new sponsor. Listen, you want to wake up feeling a little fresh after a night out on the town, a little bit of drinking? But known to party a little bit on some Friday nights with Polita? Try Z-Biotics. I'm totally into this stuff. They sent me a sample pack a couple of weeks ago. It absolutely works. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. It's the world's first, world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after a night out on the town drinking. You know, when you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. We know that. It's this byproduct, not necessarily dehydration. That's to blame for your rough next day. Look that all up. It's true. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to help break this byproduct down. Remember to make Zbiotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly. It's important. You know that. And you'll feel your best tomorrow. I was a bit on the fence about this stuff. That's why I said, listen, before I pick anybody up as a sponsor, you got to send me a pack. But had some uh, night out of town with my orthodontist friend. I gave it a shot. It's a real deal. This year, I want to form more sustainable, better habits. Zbiotics helps me to enjoy nights out in moderation while working towards my goals. Go to zbiotics.com slash Bongino to get 15% off your first order when you use Bongino at checkout. Zbiotics is back with a 100% money back guarantee. No questions asked. That's Z-B-I-O-T-I-C-S, zbiotics.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino at checkout for 15% off. I want you to listen to this. If the truth ever manages to come out about the January 6th bomber and that this was some Democrat liberal plot to stop the certification 
not to stop the certification, but to stop the questioning of the votes at the certification process. I want to be clear on that. I want you to understand people are going to start asking questions then about the insurrection at the Capitol too. Not you. You're already asking questions, folks. I'm not talking about you. You 110,000 people. I just looked. You, you're smart. You get it. I'm talking about, and you all know what I'm, you all know who I mean. Your neighbor who's a nice guy, works hard, is a plumber and HVAC guy, but they're working for them. They don't have time to dig as deeply into this stuff as you and I do. They don't have time or it's never really tickled their fancy. I promise you, those people are going to start asking real questions about everything the Democrats have told them. Trump was a Russian spy. The January 6th insurrection was some massive insurrection, treasonous event. The government was going to fall. If it comes out that the January 6th bomb plot was another scam pulled by the left, the liberal media predicate, predicate then, in the future of saying, hey, the right, they're super violent and we got to stop them. Therefore, we need to censor them is going to go away. I explain that like shit. I'm sorry. I, I'm doing it. I, I, I'm too excited about this story and I don't like it. I need like. Uh, that was weird, man. Yeah. It was super weird. Thank you, Joey. Here's what I'm getting at. The media knows you were the peaceful ones. The January 6th violence was a gift from them. I've said it since it happened because it's the first time in modern U.S. history since, remember the Glenn Beck Tea Party rally? They left them all, Joe, cleaner than when they got there. Right. So the leftist narrative that we've got to censor these people because they're violent Nazis never worked. It never stuck. They tried it, but it was always a dud. January 6th was a gift for them. If it's discovered that the bomb case is all liberal bullshit, was made up, and was a fake assassination plot, everybody's going to start reanalyzing January 6th too and go, wait, who was behind that? And the entire leftist predicate for censorship falls apart. A little better. They need it. They control the news. They control the narrative. Listen to this Wall Street Journal editor, Emma Tucker. She got a lot of shit about this, but listen to what she's saying in context. What she's saying is not untrue. It's not fake. She's like, hey, man, I've said it a thousand times. Years ago, NBC, CBS, Cronkite, Brokaw, if they said it, it was true. But not now. Not with Rumble, not with True Social, not with X. Now it's different. They don't like it. Listen. If you go back really not, not that long ago, as I say, we kind of, we owned the news. We were the gatekeepers and we very much owned the facts as well. If it said it in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, then that was a fact. Nowadays, people can go to all sorts of different sources for the news and they're much more questioning about what we're saying. So it's no longer good enough for us just to say, this is what happened or here's, here's, this is the news. We have to explain, our, almost like explain our working. So readers expect to understand how we source stories. They want to know um, uh, how we go about getting stories. They, we have to sort of lift the bonnet, as it were, and in a way that newspapers you know, aren't used to doing and explain to people what we're doing. We need to be much more transparent about how we go about collecting the news. See, she got beaten up for that because people took the initial part out of context. But you got to be fair. She, what she's saying is 100% correct. I've said it a thousand times on this show. 40, 50 years ago, Joe, you're older than me. I'm only 49. You know what I'm saying is true. You're the oldest one in the crew here. You're the senior yeah. guy. If it didn't appear, folks, on the nightly news with Cronkite and Brokaw and Jennings, you understand it didn't happen nationally? 
It didn't happen. There was no Twitter. There was no freaking internet. I mean, I'm not as old as, uh, Joe's a little older than me, but I remember there was no internet when I was a kid. You wanted the Yankee score. You had to buy the paper the next day. That's right. If it didn't happen, it didn't happen on the news. Then she goes on to say, correctly so, because again, she got, I have no loyalty whatsoever. I don't work for the Wall Street Journal. She says appropriately, like, hey, it's changed the news business. Now we got to properly source everything. She's 100% correct. No, but she's basically saying nobody believes us anymore unless we can back it up. She's 100% right. I want you to understand, 40 and 50 years ago, the January 6th bomber story and what's happening out in Texas right now, you would never know about it. No, come on. Someone would tell me, no, they wouldn't. You would not know about this unless you were a big time policy wonk or a serious newsie. If it didn't happen and you didn't see it on the local news, therefore, if you're not in Texas, you wouldn't see it. It never happened. And that's what I believe is behind this story at CNBC. This just happened. Facebook made a major change after years of PR disaster and news sites are paying the price. Facebook, all of a sudden, I told you, has been throttling our page because we're a news page. Folks, this is bullshit. This has nothing to do with PR. I don't work at Facebook, and I'm saying this is speculation. But given my long history with them, Facebook is throttling news before the election because they're afraid of what Emma Tucker from the Wall Street Journal just said. That, hey, the New York Times and the Washington Post don't dictate the news anymore. People get it from X and Facebook and elsewhere. That's why before an election, they're shutting that shit down. Because if they can't censor it outright, they'll just wipe out all the news and you'll be in the dark again. By the way, I want to throw this in there. I remember uh, the media telling us election deniers, by the way, were the biggest threat to democracy. Here's uh, uh, your boy again on the left, Spaghetti Brains, uh, Joe Biden, telling everyone in Virginia that the guy who lost the gubernatorial election, McAuliffe, is in fact the governor. I thought that's like election denial or something. Check this Hello, out. Hello, Virginia. <laughs> that's, that's the real insane. governor, Terry McAuliffe. Moving on. Again, is the media going to call him out for election denial? Of course not. He's a Democrat with oatmeal for brains. Nobody gives a shit. I'm going to get back to Texas in a second, but I promise you yesterday I would cover this. Folks, this Carrie Lake story is a big deal. I wanted to let it simmer for a day because I was getting kind of conflicting versions, not conflicting versions of events. I don't want to sound uh, uh, unnecessarily pessimistic about it. I was getting different stories from different people about what precipitated this conversation. I want you to listen to this. This is a, a recorded video of Kerry Lake talking to a guy who was the former, he since resigned, head of the Arizona Republican Party. I have told you repeatedly, I've had horrible experiences with politicians, with lobbyists. I think they all suck. I think they all hate you. They, everyone hates you. View them as tools. They view you as tools and everything will be fine. You can sing Kumbaya. But here is audio of Kerry Lake with this guy, Jeff DeWitt, who since resigned. And it appears from this audio, about another whole context, and I don't get out ahead of stories, but it certainly appears from this audio that this guy's got some explaining to do. They were trying to bribe her to get the hell out of politics. Take a listen. Is there a number at which... I can be bought. <laughs> That's what it's about. You can take a pox for a couple of years. No. And they go right back to what No. 10 million, 20 million, 30... No, no, no. A billion, no. This is not about money. This is about our country. I think it's disturbing that they would even 
that anybody would think this is. I, I, no, to be fair, even me, even me, I'll say this. I want a fresh face right now for the reason that I've never seen anyone. I can't think of a single person in a federal race who's lost, ran in one. I can't think of it. If you can think of it, let me know. I am not going to let these people who hate our country tell me not to run. You should call them and tell them to get behind me. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Oh, this is, this is, this is back east. They, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. Oh no, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So, this conversation never happened. I how to give a little time to that one because I thought to myself, I wasn't there, but that certainly sounds to me like a bribe. Now, as you know, we've had Carrie Lake on the show many times. We supported her. They don't love politicians, whatever. But I think she'd be an effective tool for conservatism. She feels the same way about our voice here in this show. Sounds kind of shady. Now, I bring this up because I'm pretty sure we covered this. When Carrie Lake said this at CPAC a while ago, because again, we've supported her for a long time. We were out ahead of that curve. When Carrie Lake said this at CPAC a long time ago, everybody said, you guys are crazy. She's a conspiracy theorist, which again goes back to what I said in the beginning of the show about the bomber and everything else. When the media tells you it's a conspiracy theory, what happens, Joe? You can almost be guaranteed the story is true. Check this out. People are to stop me and to silence you. I decided to share this. It's a little bit controversial, but I'm going to put this out. Somebody showed up at my door this week. They called me before and said, I got to talk to you in person. This can't be done over the phone, which is always kind of like, "Uh uh-oh, what's that going to be about? They came to my door and they tried to bribe me out of getting out of politics. (laughs) This really happened. Now, when I mentioned this, again, people said, oh, this Carrie Lake is crazy. She's spinning up conspiracy theories. Inventing fake enemies. Certainly looks like she was telling the truth now, doesn't it? Sky DeWitt has a lot of explaining to do. Again, I don't get out ahead of stuff, folks, but I'm sorry. If that tape is genuine and no one on either side, it's a one-party consent state, I believe, in Arizona. So it's legal. Only one party has to consent to the recording. Who was the one party? Carrie Lake. If this guy doesn't have a solid explanation for what the hell he was talking about, he's got himself a big problem. I told you over and over, I'm going to leave this story here. and I'm going to let this simmer for a couple days. Do not trust any of these people in politics. Folks, I've been there. I ran three times. It didn't work out. Why do I mention that I lost a lot? Because it was the single most defining moment of my life. I wouldn't be where I was today without those massive failures in politics. And I failed for a very specific reason. Like Carrie Lake there and that I wasn't willing to play ball. I can't tell you how many conversations I had exactly like that. Maybe not about bribing me to stay out of races, but hey, you know, this group would be more willing to support you if you take a first to file rather than a first to invent or whatever on pads. And you're like, are any of these people real? The answer is no, they're not. 
Do not trust any of these people ever. And you'll never be disappointed. Folks, I want to get back to the Texas story. We started there and then there. There are only two possible ways forward. And either one is a mega shit sandwich for Joe Biden. Either Joe Biden sends in and federalizes the National Guard and sends armed men to go and take on the state of Texas in defense of illegals from other countries, which would be the dumbest freaking move ever in the history of presidential politics and unconstitutional, potentially illegal. He could probably, he may be impeached over that. Or Joe Biden backs down and shows he's a paper tiger who blew it on the border. Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Patrick, make no mistake, regardless of your feelings, you don't like politicians, right? I don't care. When they do something right and they're tools for effectiveness, good. Have totally and completely aced Joe Biden out. I hate stupid, hey, Joe Biden was playing checkers. They're playing. Who gives a shit? Joe Biden was playing go fish and they were playing five card stud. Biden has no way out of this without looking like an asshole. The cold civil war I predicted, which is getting warmer, is proceeding exactly along as I said. Here's Greg Abbott yesterday. My statement on Texas's constitutional right to self-defense. It's a rather lengthy statement. I'll get to the nuts and bolts here in a second with the Constitution. He's basically saying, listen, you have an obligation to defend the state against invasion. You can't just sit there as a president of the United States and just piss all that away. I'm sorry. Now, Greg Abbott, in one of the most legendary political double-barreled fingerooskies I've ever seen, the Supreme Court isn't, by the way, ordering Texas to do anything. It basically stopped an injunction. That's it. So Abbott, instead of cutting the razor wire, you'll see, started adding more. Look at this. <laughs> In one of the biggest, folks, I'm not laughing. I just, it's not funny. This is serious stuff. I just, Joe Biden has, has painted himself. I mean, like, actually, if you were painting a floor and you were too stupid to figure out how to paint it, I was a painter. Joe Biden has painted himself into a corner with the door on the other side of the room. There is no way out for him. Now the crazies have started. Here's Joaquin Castro, an absolute nut job, who wants Governor Abbott to nationalize the Texas. He, he wants some, uh, he needs to establish federal control of the Texas National Guard now. Joaquin Castro from Texas, just to be clear, this absolute psychopath wants the President of the United States, who could be impeached for allowing an invasion. To federalize the Texas National Guard trying to stop an invasion so that the invasion can continue. This guy's from Texas. He's not the only one. Look at this other dipshit. Congressman Greg Kassar. I'm a moron and I agree with Joaquin Castro. If Abbott is defying yesterday's Supreme Court ruling, POTUS needs to establish sole federal control of the Texas National Guard. Do it, Joe Biden. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Watch what happens. You ever see the fuck around and find out video? How do you think politically this is going to play when on cable news 24 hours a day is going to be video of you turning your guns against American citizens 
to cut razor wire to allow illegals to invade the country. How do you think that shit's going to play? And I'll say to DeSantis, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Kemp, Christy Noem, Glenn Youngkin, Kevin Stitt, and all of the others that have joined in. I'm putting all my political differences aside. The country, I'm not, I don't give a shit. I'm not into a personality contest. Get down to the freaking border. Go to the border. Say we've had our differences with Trump. Trump say we've had it. That's fine. We got to save the country. Everybody do this. Link Shields. You can sing. You can do a hoedown. I don't give a shit what you do. Get your asses down to the border. If you don't get down there right now, you're blowing one of the biggest opportunities to save the country we've ever seen. Folks, they got Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 on their side. All of these states can get together and do this. It clearly states the Constitution in Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, that these states, you see it right there, can can engage in a compact if they're invaded or in imminent danger. It says it in the negative that he has he's on clear constitutional grounds right now, Governor Greg Abbott. Clear constitutional grounds. Now, Jeremy Boring from the Daily Wire, like a lot of other folks, are picking up on this too. Folks, this is dangerous stuff. That's why I said I'm not, I'm just astounded at the stupidity of Joe Biden. He's painted the door to the uh, studio is over there. Joe Biden painted in reverse. Because he's stupid, because he's dumb, and he's got assholes for political advisors and dumbasses in the media telling him, oh, the Republicans weren't going to do anything. Go fuck around. All right. Now they did something. Now he's finding out. This is an absolute loser for this guy. Biden cannot possibly win. No matter what he does, he will go down in history as the president of the United States that allowed an invasion. Folks, you know, I ask a lot about this. I talk about when is that moment that changes everything where it gets bad enough that Democrats start to vote Republican. I think we're there. Have you seen this video of this Naperville councilman? This is this has gone viral. This councilman in Naperville, like, hey, Naperville. He's like, hey, man, listen, you guys want this illegal immigration? Okay, he's very calm about it, too, which I love. He's like, uh, I'm going to propose we have a sign-up list for families to take illegals in into their house. I want you to listen to what viral. Check this out. I do know that there's a lot of people that do care. And I, I think we live in a compassionate community. Um, so, you know, before we go down the road of, you know, doing what, you know, following suit on some of these other cities are taking action on, um, you know, my, my idea would be let's, let's find out, let's find out who's willing to help, you know? So, you know, we do hear from constituents on both sides. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So, you know, we do have a, a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families, Um and if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Um, so if we could raise, raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. Sign them up. Sign them up. Sign them up. You want to host a bunch of illegals who came in the country illegally? He play that VO for a second, the second one. I just want to show you something, too, to show you how insane this invasion has gotten. 
Look at these illegal migrants. They're sitting there at the barbed wire. Hat tip Ventura report on this. You realize, according to Bill Malugin, who uh, tweeted about this, the port of entry, they can legally enter the country. How far away is it? You guys know who did the show prep? Seven miles? Ten miles? How far away? Do you guys remember the tweet? Yeah. Two, 200 yards. 200. They could go walk legally, try to get into the country, as Bill Malugin notes, 200 yards away, but go back to the VL. They want to stand right there and they're shocked. No one will let them in illegally. That's how crazy this is. This is how insane this is. Oh, for them, it makes perfect. I agree. He's right. For the illegals, Joe, it makes perfect sense. Wait, they come to the United States for nothing? They're not crazy. They may be lawbreakers, and I don't, what they're doing is immoral, but it's not crazy. Right. Oh, you're going to let me, why would I come in legally? It makes no sense. And by the way, remember this AP reporter the other day? We covered this story telling you how this illegal invasion going at the southern border, that this was all about you racist Republicans and the great replacement theory. Ali Swenson, an, an epic level dipshit. Trump suggests unauthorized migrants will vote. The idea stirs his base, but ignores reality. Except for the reality that people are pushing for illegals to vote, like all around the country <laughs> in various local races, which we showed the other day. You can watch the show. She notes that this can be damaging, given undue traction to false stereotypes and extremist ideologies, such as the racist great replacement theory. Is um is cheap. There's a lot of geese, right? There's a lot of buzzwords in there. Um, folks, you think the CBO is racist, the Congressional Budget Office under Joe Biden? Is it racist? The hell does that have to do with the racist great replacement theory? Because hat tip to a former producer of mine at Fox who sent this over to me, caught this the other day. The CBO actually released a report. And it's fascinating how if the great replacement theory that the Democrats talk about all the time with their demographic destiny talk, which we played over and over, they've written articles in the New York Times called We Can Replace Them. It's fascinating how the Congressional Budget Office in their January report actually notes in the demographic outlook, read this. That net immigration increasingly drives population growth and accounts for all population growth beginning in 2040. In part because fertility rates remain below the rate that would be required for a generation to replace itself in the absence of immigration. Asist replacement theory, CBO people. Ali, you going to write an article about the CBO report? Ali Swenson, AP, you going to... Are you going to cover the Democrats, the Castro brothers and others who've repeatedly referenced Texas with regards to demographic destiny? Are you going to call out Michelle Goldberg in the New York Times for writing an article literally called We Can Replace Them? Are you going to are you going to do that? Are you going to you going to do you going to do any? Is this is that right? That, that's a CBO report. Folks, I told you we we're in trouble, real trouble. Hey, one last one. I know we're running out of time, man, but I just want you to watch and listen to this hapless piece of garbage, Joaquin Castro. I want you to listen to him again, trying to stir up racial hatred, promoting again the hoax that the Border Patrol was stopped from rescuing a drowning family. This is how sick these people are. Watch this. It was, it did shock the conscience when you talk about Texas National Guard or DPS basically preventing CBP from rescuing a mom and two kids, an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old kid who drowned. Um, I'll say this, Republicans have gotten very bloodthirsty when it comes to the issue of immigration and border security. 
and you imagine what it takes for people in uniform to prevent other people from rescuing drowning individuals. Yeah. Imagine what it takes to lie about it and make that entire story up and tell everyone on social media because you're stirring up racial hatred. Is Ali Swenson going to cover him too? Race baiter, demographic destiny guy. Anyone? Anyone? Him and his brother? Anyone? Folks, thanks again for tuning in, man. I'm all over this. I got Kyle Serafin from the FBI on my radio show later. We're going to talk about this bomber case. We got to start asking questions, folks. We got to get to the bottom of this. Please download the Rumble app. We appreciate it. Or join us every day online, rumble.com slash Bongino. Set up an account. It's absolutely free. Chat away. We'd love to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Another 120,000. Today, you guys rock. Love you all. See you on a radio show in a few minutes. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.